0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. On this Monday night, celebrating an NFC championship and setting the stage. I mean, the next two weeks here on WIP, it's, I said it earlier, I'll say it again, it's almost as if this was scripted. It's the Eagles against Andy Reid. It's Angelo against Andy Reid one last time. Like, you know, I, I, it really kind of hit me last night when I watched Reid and Mahomes and the podium, specifically Reid. Like, it's the Eagles against Andy Reid in the Serpent Bowl. It's the guy who helped get this franchise on its feet again and now it's doing with another franchise and it's 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 there's so much to this the kelsey brothers it's incredible and then i thought about this last night and i feel like this has not been talked about it because everyone's some of the big storylines so when reed got to kansas city i believe wasn't Sirianni a leftover on the staff he was so but not for long well, not for long and this happens, I think, every time there's a coaching turnover in the NFL, right? They bring their own guys in. It's not like a malicious thing, like, you're fired. But the reality is this. I mean, like, we, we could slice it or dice it any way we want. Andy Reid got to Kansas City. He could have retained Nick Sirianni. I think it was a wide receivers coach at that point. He didn't retain him. So Sirianni had to move on, I guess, to the Chargers uh, he bounced to. And, you know, his career took off from there. But how about that? Like, Andy Reid got fired by the Eagles. He goes to Kansas City. Oh, immediately, like within days. And one of his first things as he puts his staff together at Kansas City is to tell Nick Sirianni, good luck elsewhere, kid. And now they face each other in the street. Bowl. I just, I, I think it is wild that is, uh, those two are connected as well. 215 592 your favorite moment from the NFC Championship. And there's so many to choose from. I love the Sirianni symmetry two years to the day of that introductory press conference where all of us, let's, let's not have revisionist history on this, all of us, Felt like, boy, this is not sounding good.
2: Do you know who he replaced Nick Sirianni with? I don't. They were both hired as head coaches in the same offseason. So, okay, so you're saying
1: the guy that that Reed replaced Sirianni with became a head coach? The same year Nick Sirianni did. So that, we just, we, last week we talked about that group, right? It was Sala. it's not him. It was Arthur Smith. It was Sirianni. It was Brandon Staley. Who am I missing? Who else got a job that offseason? Dan Campbell? No, no. He, but he didn't last very long. Not Urban Meyer, obviously. David Culley. Oh, Dave, who is guy from here? Obviously, that's a long time. And so he
2: replaced Nick Sirianni with David Culley. Do you think that maybe gave him a little extra edge when they played Houston? Although he was gone by then. Yeah, I'm. I, I, it, for
1: me, it would give me a little chip on my shoulder. You fired me for David Culley, this guy who was a one-year head coach. Wow. Um, but really, so many great moments yesterday. The Hurts singing, the fights on the, fight song, the of the moment where he's fully accepted as the guy, the franchise guy. Watching Reddick, you know, how he's first big signing this offseason, have that kind of game. Kenny Game with the longest rush of, of one on championship weekend, truly showing how the deep this roster is. And, and just an amazing day for the Eagles. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. First, I want to play this for you, Jeff Lurie, after the game, talking about Jalen Hurts and the player he's becoming, what they saw in him when they drafted him a couple years ago.
3: Awesome. I mean, he's a great young reader. He's a terrific young quarterback. Um, he's, he's, you know, uh, when we drafted him, it was the upside we were banking on. Uh, we thought he had a, you know, a huge upside, and um, it, it takes a couple of years and. Uh, Somebody so dedicated as Jalen and such a great teammate, Uh, inevitably he's going to maximize everything he has. And that's what he's done. And, uh, you know, he's got great teammates and great coaches, and I can't underestimate it takes everybody. You know, talk about the owner, talk about the head coach, talk about the quarterback, talk about the GM. We're only as good as the staff that we have. And in a way, that's the secret sauce is the culture and the staff.
1: Normally, I don't like to play audio where it's like choppy, but I, I think it's fun when we play these after a, a special moment. We do it with the Phillies a lot in October. Like, there's something cool about the natural noise in the background. Everyone is so excited. Lori, I mean, at some point, you think Jeff says, I told you so to, to anybody? Like, he doesn't have to. He's the owner of the team, and he, he might win another Super Bowl in a couple weeks, but. I mean, he was destroyed for keep for bringing Howie back. Right when the chip thing died, and he brought Howie back into power, he was destroyed. He he was destroyed for firing Doug because Doug was very popular. He was destroyed for hiring Sirianni. And remember last year? I think it was was it the owners' meetings last year? Was that when, um, Lurie compared the hope and trajectory for Jalen Hurts to Josh Allen, basically saying like this guy got better, our guy can too, and he was laughed
2: at for that too, like. At some point, you think Jeff Lurie going to say, like, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, I do think, and I don't know if they have to win next Sunday for people to believe this, but I, I do think Jeff Lurie has really converted a lot of people into thinking that 2017 wasn't just a fluke. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, this one, th- th- this is th- I think that's part of why this particular next two weeks and that sur- this Super sur- Bowl is so important. This, this legitima- legitimizes everything with this franchise. By the way, with that... We've had the discussion about how we go into the Hall of Fame. If they win a Super Bowl, is Jeff Floria, a Hall of Fame owner?
2: He might be. I mean, I don't know what other Hall of Fame owners are, are out there, but I don't know. I mean, two Super Bowls in 30 years isn't that exciting, but what he's done and the sustained excellence the Eagles have really carried for the last 25-plus years has to be considered.
1: Yeah, I think he would certainly be talked about in that realm w- down the line. Frankie is in Roxburgh. Hey, Frankie!
4: Hey, Joe, what's happening? Total, total beatdown, Joe. Total.
1: Complete domination, Frankie.
4: Joe, I can't believe how good we are. It, I,
1: I like, like the way you said that. You're, they are really good.
4: They, like, yesterday, they would have... They would have beaten any te- any other team in in the whole NFL, whoever, whatever team in the NFL yesterday.
1: Oh, without without doubt. I mean, the way that so, pass rush was revved up; it was incredible.
4: But it was every one of them, like even the, Dominique Sue and Joseph, and like I think they 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 revived those old guys. And and I'll tell you what, Joe. They're going to see it in Kansas City because we're going to bring. How do you, how do you win championships with a running game and a defense and a pass rush?
1: And they right? have it all, Frankie. They have every and, and single element.
4: This, yo, think about this. We took out every everybody on the San Francisco team. We took out Debo. We took out uh, Kittle. We took uh, uh, Jalen, Jalen took out Warner, the middle linebacker with his, he had him standing still, Joe. He couldn't make a play. And I know this because when I watched the Dallas game, when they played, uh, San Francisco played Dallas, Warner was like a maniac. He
1: was everywhere. And yesterday he was, well, he he got hurt in that first play, the first drive, he he had the little stinger. And then you're right. He was just, he was out of it.
5: Yeah,
4: and it's just that split. Uh, Jalen is a master at it. He's like the mid- – Joe. We're so hard to stop. You you could you won't believe. Um, I was watching uh, ESPN. Dan Orlovsky was saying, "I don't know how. I don't know how you could you defend this team."
1: Frankie, you know I don't saying? know. We, the, the crazy part is, I, I don't even think. I mean, yesterday, certainly, but even in their the first two playoff games, the passing game hasn't been great, and yet they still have scored 31 points. Like, they're still yeah, scoring.
4: They, yo, they, they didn't want to pass. They, they, they figured everybody's healthy. We're just going to grind it out. I'm not going to risk Jalen running or, or doing even throwing. So we, we, that's how you win. You, you kill the clock. You just grind it down. And that's, that's what I think we're going to do to Kansas City. And, Joe, think about this. When, remember when um, Tampa Bay beat, the, beat the, uh, Kansas, Kansas City in yep, the Super Bowl? Yep. Who made a real disrupting play to, to, to seal the deal? Who was that? Dominic
1: Hmm. Yes, he did. I believe a sack of Tom Brady late in that game.
4: Think about it. Uh, they, we, we're going to use that blueprint. I, I remember that game. Mahomes couldn't do nothing.
1: Well, he couldn't. The, 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 their line was a massive. Frankie, good call appreciate Obviously, the sack of, uh, of Mahomes, not Brady. Brady was on his team. Um, yeah, Sue was good in that game, and, and they were after Mahomes the whole time. I mean, they couldn't block for him, and he was hurt in that game of the turf show. It's interesting how different injuries affect different players in certain ways. Like that turf toe bothered Mahomes way more than this high ankle
2: is. I mean, I I don't know how he played like that yesterday. That guy's an alien. And it's weird because he kind of does the Tiger Woods thing where he does something amazing and then he starts hobbling around a little bit. And I'm sure it is painful. And they think I read he refused any sort of pain numbing like injections before the game. But I mean, what he did from in the pocket and then his ability to go out and scramble for that first down at the end of the game to set them up for the game-winning field goal. I don't know. I mean, the guy's playing on one leg right now and still beating teams. I got to say, just watching
1: yesterday, I mean, I I don't know what's going on with that guy, but I thought watching Jalen and Mahomes yesterday made Lamar Jackson look weak. A couple weeks ago, Lamar Jackson wouldn't play in a playoff game for his team because he had a knee sprain. We got, you got Lamar Jackson sitting there watching from home. We want Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are playing. I mean, they're obviously banged up, I mean, significantly. And they're playing out there and playing at a very high level. What to watch for sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge, a different kind of mobile network designed to save you money. You know what I'm watching for the next couple weeks? The the conversation around the Eagles, because think about it, In the past, every time, including in 2017, it was like the franchise that had never won. Can they finally break through? The underdog. The Eagles are not underdogs. You know, we'll see where the betting line goes. But right now, they're the favorite. And they come in with the more all-around team. And it's, it's funny to me because a couple years ago, the Eagles started drafting these kids out of Alabama. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. Georgia kids like Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. They started bringing in character players, guys that are their, their sole focus is winning. That's it. And you watch the way they've won the last couple weeks. They, they, they've morphed into Alabama. They, they just beat you down. They're deeper than everyone. They're fundamentally sound. They don't turn the football over. Like, I feel like I'm watching Alabama football, not the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, they've become the Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Alabama team. They're smarter, they're sounder, they're deeper, and they're going to just grind you down until you quit. The 49ers had not lost a football game since October, and by the third, end of the third quarter yesterday, they tapped out. They tapped out and said, we quit. You guys are better. I mean, that's, that's incredible. That, that does not happen often in the NFL in the postseason. Dale is up on WIP. Hey, Dale. Yo,
6: what's going on? Super Bowl, baby.
1: They're headed to Glendale. Dale, what's up, buddy? What are you thinking?
6: Hey, I I just wanted to hopefully you'll give me time, but I wanted to share a personal moment. Yeah, go ahead. When when uh uh, uh the second string quarterback uh got got sat, you know, fumbled the snap mm-hmm. and we recovered uh, my dad who died in 2014 uh, was a big country fan. The minute that happened on my TV, I was watching the game and it switched to the to the uh country station. Oh my god, that was because he never got to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Right. We 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 used to watch. I mean, I've been a fan since uh 71 when Robin Roman Gabriel mm-hmm. and Mike Perella with the quarterbacks and uh we we you know we never got to share a Super Bowl together so 2017 was special but having this happen was uh was super special anyway Well um, said, Dale,
1: thank you for sharing that story that that's a really cool moment and obviously you know it's almost like that it happened on purpose that's the way I think of it like that channel switch happened on purpose for you I I think yesterday
6: Absolutely. And the MVP, man, you can talk about Jalen, you can talk about Hassan Reddick, but I'm giving the MVP to uh, Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie. It's like a perfect storm. You know, they hired Doug. Everybody thought, what the hell are they doing? You know, Doug's never been a head coach. He's never, you know, call plays. And in his second year, They went to the Super Bowl, right? And with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, I mean, could you write any better script?
1: You couldn't. I mean, Dale, you had a coach that people literally thought could not speak in front of a room after that first press conference, and a quarterback that... That that a lot of people just didn't think could ever play at this level at in in this league, and in in one you know two years, the two of them are in the Super Bowl together as one of the great Eagles teams of all time. It's remarkable.
6: Absolutely, and I'm I'm just I'm just excited, man. Like I said, I've been a fan since 2001. I go back a ways, and uh, this run, um, it's incredible you know, to watch his team and the way the owner. And Howie, man, the way he realizes what their issues are and goes out and gets the right people, you know, it, it just, it, it, if he doesn't win executive of the year, it, there's something
1: wrong. Yeah, Dale, man, I, I appreciate I appreciate the story. So Howie did win it, Howie was awarded that. They That award is different than... The other awards, like MVP or Offensive Player of the Year, it's not awarded at the NFL awards. They just they just give it out. Um, so he got last week. He was named the Executive of the Year. Well deserved. It's it's as good of an off season I've ever ever seen any executive have in any sport. I mean that that's how how efficiently they attacked their weaknesses and got better and just hit home run after home run. Redick and Brad. I mean the Bradbury one was I mean really the, the the cherry on top. I mean, that that just, that put this defense to a different level because corner was a major weakness. And then getting Chauncey Garner-Johnson with the trade in August, Just there's no weakness on this defense. Yeah, Howie Roseman had as good of an offseason as ever I've ever seen anyone have. And it does feel to me when I kind of watch, it does feel like the Eagles have cracked the code a little bit. They, they You know, it took Lurie and Howie a little while to kind of figure out what they, Andy left, which... Yeah, you know, leads us to where we're going in two weeks in Glendale, and you know they they tried the Chip Kelly thing and it obviously blew up, and I, I think they all hit a reset button after Chip and said what what do we want to be, and they found two different coaches and right it wasn't you know they needed to because the, the the Doug thing ran its course, but they they, they figured it out like Howie's going to figure knows how to run the cap and get them in good position value wise. They're going to build around a young quarterback. They tried one. It blew up. Well, they had a depth with a backup to win a Super Bowl. Now they have another one, and this one is working out. And they they found two coaches here in Sirianni and, and now Doug and now Sirianni. Who, it's almost like if it reminds me of baseball with managers. I'm not saying Doug and Sirianni aren't good coaches, but didn't it feel like they have found two coaches in the last seven or eight years that like don't want control over personnel, don't care about that, They'll just coach the team, and they're willing to do what the front office says is probably the best way to win. Like, do you really think Doug and Sirianni, like, were born to go for it on fourth down? Or do they sit down with the Eagles and were told, this this is the way we think is the most efficient way to win? They were like, cool, I'll do it.
2: I'm yeah, in. and I also think there's something to be said about getting guys who didn't really have a lot of options. Like, Doug Peterson didn't have a lot of coaching options. And I'm sure if Howie Rosen said, you can have this job, but you have to go for it on fourth down a lot, That was probably something he was okay conceding, and same thing for Nick Sirianni. I just wonder, I don't know, what do other fan bases and ownerships think when they look at the Eagles, right? If I were an owner for a team such as, I don't know, Jacksonville or a team that struggles to turn things around, wouldn't you go to your GM and say, how can you not do this? How are the Eagles able to do this twice in the last decade, and we've never been able to do it. Yeah, in a second, we'll play for you here. Lurie talking about Sirianni. I mean, he basically
1: spells it out yet last night on how this is able to go. Like he he gave Sirianni credit for being a good leader, which is obviously that's the biggest trade. The, the the similarities between Doug and Sirianni, both really good leaders, offensive guys, willing to play the game the way the Eagles obviously believe is the right way. Philosophically, we're going to go for it on fourth down. We're going to pass more than we run. We're going to get up with the pass. We're going to close it out with the run. All that kind of stuff. Build a good staff, um, which they did with Jim Schwartz, and now Sirianni did himself here with, with Jonathan Gannon on that side of the football. Like it, it feels to me like they believe they've cracked the code. And it doesn't mean they're going to win every Super Bowl win every year, but they really have found a formula here. That, that has worked multiple times now with almost a totally different cast Like in, in a very short period of time. This just doesn't happen in the NFL. Here's Lurie yesterday. Listen to the way he described Sirianni, and I, he means it as a compliment, but I, I also took it as like, hey, this is a system. The coach is part of it. We're all part of the system. Here's Lurie on Sirianni.
3: My evaluation of Nick was outstanding leader, uh, wants to have an outstanding staff, and he did and put it together with a great culture, coaching culture and player culture, and worked so well with Howie and his staff and with uh, the analytics staff. I mean, just somebody who connects, as he talks about, he puts it into action. This guy thinks it through. He's comfortable enough with himself to uh, be a wonderful leader. And, you know, that's part of being
1: a great coach. Well, it's a big part of it. it it's feel, I hear Jeff Lurie talk, and I think about how they talk about baseball management. I'm not trying to take, take away credit from Sirianni. He's done an outstanding job. But they've got something. I mean, they really have a system here where if everyone's rowing the, the same direction, Howie is manipulating the cap the right way, they're acquiring the right players that fit, uh, they have the right young quarterback, and the coach can lead and push the buttons the right way. They're going to win a lot of... They, they, They've become a great franchise. Let's just put it that way. Jack is at Santa Barbara. Hey, Jack. Hey, Joe.
5: What's up, Jack? This is incredible. It really is. But I wanted to say, you're Mr. Leading Off. Don't you see a lot of Rob Thompson and Sirianni? I do. It it, it blows me away. He, He plays to his guys, and they buy in... And that's how Rob Thompson got us to the, to the World Series. He, he talked his guys into buying in. And Sirianni, yeah, we all threw darts at him, but he figured out how to, how to get with his guys and get them to believe and buy in. Um, so I, I I just wanted to say that to you because you're Mister Leading Off. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I like that
1: comparison, Jack. I do. Yeah, and and they're both really good leaders, and the players believe in them, which yeah. is which is important.
5: Yeah, and he's not afraid to be emotional. You know, that was uh, national TV, and he's like, you know, I can't hold this back. I'm not going to hold it back. That's genuine. That that's Philly right there, and and he fits. Philly, like if you really look at it, he's he's Philly through and through. Yeah, and he's he's old.
1: intense. He's real. He's emotional. He, he does. Yeah, he, exactly. he fits.
5: He reminds me of of Dick Vermeil that way. You know, where he's not afraid to show his emotions, and and he's he's real. Um, I I told Tucker what I really enjoyed seeing yesterday because. Uh, you, you mentioned that that was topic, right? Yeah, your favorite um, moment.
1: Favorite moments from yesterday.
5: Well, and, and first I want to say, before Ray, before he retired in, in the spring, he said, give this kid another year. Let's see what we got here, you know? And, 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 and Ray knows. Everybody listens to him. So he said, you know, don't judge him based on running around with a high ankle sprain, that doesn't look like like who he is. Let's give him a year and see and, and see how it works out. And his work ethic obviously is off the chain. But anyway, you know, back to the topic. I'm I'm sorry to digress. Oh,
1: that's okay. Um, it's an exciting night. Um,
5: yeah, it is. It is. I think the guy that isn't being spoken about enough, and he's the unsung hero of the whole damn shooting match, is Kelsey. Because when he pulled and blew that line up down at the at the goal line and Miles Sanders just walked well walks through, I'm like, this guy is so intelligent, he's got all his guys playing on a string. And and we're gonna beat Kansas City playing that way. I believe it, Jack. Think-
1: I believe it, yes, I, I do and, and I can't wait for it. And you're right about Kelsey. Jack, I appreciate your phone call. Jason Kelsey is, I mean, he's, I was, I, I was thinking about it as we, we talked about it there. He's probably the greatest center I've ever watched. I mean, I know we've seen some Hall of Fame centers over the last 30 years or so. Uh, I'm thinking about the ones that I got to watch. I watched the, I guess, the end of Jermani Dawson with the, with the Steelers. Kevin Moai was a great player. Uh, I mean, there's been some great, uh, Nick Mangold was a very good player. He's the, I mean, he's the greatest player I think I've ever seen at that position. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch Mike Webster with the the Steelers in the seventies. I'm sure he was a great player as well. Obviously, Sir has his as his life turned out, but I mean the guy's amazing. And and the highlight of that play, the the Sanders touchdown we walked in the end with that Jack just mentioned there, it is Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw might be the most embarrassing player from yesterday. All, all he did yesterday was get just te- they teed off on that guy. He was supposed to be one of their best defensive linemen, and they just pushed him around like he was a nobody. On that play, Dickerson and Kelsey. I think the play was snapped at the six yard line, six or seven yard line. The Miles Sanders touchdown. Kinlaw. They didn't stop pushing him until he was two yards deep in the end zone. The guy got pushed back eight yards. He's three hundred pounds. I mean, he's like two hundred eighty pounds. He just got pushed around like he was an absolute nobody. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop aboard here on this Monday night as we celebrate the Eagles. Our NFC champions, Jalen Hurts sing with the crowd. Nick Sirianni, two years to the day of that press conference when he was introduced, becoming an NFC champion. The Niners completely melting down. They quit on that football field. We'll come back, here. what Brandon Graham had to say on the field yesterday. Give it credit where it's deserved. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. Sports Radio 94 WIP this year. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel now and use promo code JILLIO so you can bet the Super Bowl so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line of points press to who will score a touchdown. Listen, I, I want a lot already, but I- I'm going to be on the over. I think we get points here. Insert Bowl 57, all an app that's uh, top-rated, safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. I really like the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP, so join FanDuel today with promo code JILLIO to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official Sportsbook partner of the NFL.